often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 537. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. Living the dream. Living the high life. Not the Miller High Life. I'm sure I've had it before, but I don't I don't recall necessarily ever having the Miller High Life. Anyway. Oh man, I just like sucked down some saliva down the uh, the old windpipe. Oh, oh yeah, this is starting out great. This is always I always love coming out of the gate hot. Just coming out strong, just just swinging away, swinging for the fences. As uh, oh hey, I just got the internet back. Great. I was like right before starting, like I was like, oh man, this is going to suck. Because normally, like as I'm talking, I'll, you know, I'll do some Google searching and such for things as I think of things or just to get an idea for things, I'll slap up some uh, shit up on the old uh, internet. And uh, <sighs> I was trying to do that and rise. Uh, I did it out. The charter outage happened, and I got a message saying it could be till eight o'clock. It's six o'clock as I'm recording this, and I was concerned. Concerned that uh, I wasn't gonna get access to the internet other than on my phone, which is kind of a pain to use the old phone for that. Um, but it is just as I started speaking, bam, comes back online. Back online. Just what the doctor ordered. Anyway, yeah. Tis the uh Christmas season, as it were. As uh I did uh do a little bit of Christmas shopping uh last night. Didn't buy a whole lot. Uh like one rob your neighbor gift there at Barnes and Noble cuz uh with uh my uh, aunts and uncles and cousins and, and whatnot, we uh, do the Rob Your Neighbor dealio every year. And so I did get that. I have not bought any other Christmas gifts as of yet. However, when I was at Barnes & Noble, I was there with uh, uh, my mother. I don't know that I... Uh, maybe I mentioned that already. I don't know. I'm, st- again, starting out real great tonight. Um, <laughs> I... Uh, I did buy a tool vinyl there at Barnes and Noble because they do sell vinyl there, which I'm a, I'm a fan of Barnes and Noble. I used to really love Borders, the bookstore, but that went out of business years ago. Now Barnes and Noble, the, they got some good stuff. I like going to Barnes and Noble. A lot of books, and then of course they have some board games there, vinyl records. It's a, it's a cool little store. Man, then they and they tend to have, I guess, like kind of like one-off like gifts. Like uh, every like Christmas, they have they'll have a nice selection of uh, usually like unique like Christmas gifts that like just work good for rob your neighbor kind of stuff. So that's where I generally like to go to find my rob your neighbor gift and. Uh, so I I managed to do that last night and uh man I almost went with the pizza stone. They had a pizza stone with like pizza recipes and shit and a pizza cutter cuz mainly cuz you know I I'm like man I fucking love to have a pizza stone. I always like to get gifts that I think I would like or at least some of the, sometimes I just you know like kind of throw in the towel a little bit just buy some alcohol related shit. That's usually a good good bet. Uh, most of my family likes to drink drink a little, um, but uh, th- this year I didn't go with the alcohol. But I went with the. I, I guess I can't say because it's. Uh, I know my at least my one aunt Sherry. I know used to listen to this, and you know I don't want to spoil it. Uh, well, I didn't throw. It is out. This now that I think about it, it's sort of alcohol related, but it's not alcohol. <laughs> I was gonna say I had I gotten the pizza stone, it would have been 
not alcohol related. I try to go not alcohol related, but you know what? It's just ends up being a lot of times what happens. Um, that being said, yeah, I got that, and I got a pretty sweet calendar. I usually get a nice uh, travel calendar, you know, with uh, usually places I've been to each year. I like to I, – I usually get, like, an Ireland calendar because they have just, you know, beautiful pictures. A lot of places I've been there in Ireland and places I'd love to fucking go. However, this year I went with the World Travel European Tour, which is just, like, classic – like uh tourism posters basically i mean it's uh like paintings of each city like there's amsterdam london um and some of them are just the country like iceland <laughs> and uh there's i've only been to there's one for ireland i've been there of course and it shows the cliffs of mower which i've been to the cliffs of mower three times fun fact and then it's got one for Germany, but which I've been to, but it's Berlin. And I have not been to Berlin. Other than that, I mean, it's some cool classic, like, uh, it looks like art from, like, the 60s or so. Or maybe even the 50s. I mean, it's, or before, shit. I mean, they're old-time, like, art. It's pretty sweet-looking shit. Um, which normally I go with a calendar that has, like, actual pictures of landscapes and shit. But didn't do that this year. There's, uh... But I, got, I I was pretty pleased with their calendar there. Is a again Barnes and Noble another thing they have you you like calendars. They've got some usually uh, some uh, interesting ones there. I like good art and good uh, photography and such. And uh yeah, I was pretty pleased with that selection and <laughs> again, yeah, I bought a tool vinyl from Barnes and Noble even though I did not own a record player. I almost bought the record player there. I'm like, man, I was in the fence. and like, do I really want... I can't afford, like, a really nice record player. Not that I should really be buying a really expensive record... Or a, a cheap one either, but... You know, the thought had occurred to me that... Uh, You know, it'd be, I've been wanting a record player, I guess, for quite quite a long time now. I'm like, man, I'd like to get at least a few vinyls, and so, so yeah, I I and I couldn't pass up the Tool Opiate uh, record because it was only nine dollars. Of course, there's only six songs on it, but I mean, nine dollars for Opiate. Like, I had to do it, and then I was like, fuck. Since I bought the record, I had <laughs> had to get a uh, record player to play the damn thing. I can't just have a fucking vinyl sitting around. Although, I mean, uh, I thought, hey, it might be kind of cool to just have that hanging on the wall or something. Put it in a a nice thing, and then uh, you know, like, fuck no, I can't. I gotta listen to this fucking thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, I uh, went to Target today. And picked up uh, the old uh, record player from there, and uh, it was a cheaper one. I almost bought it too. I was willing to almost buy this two hundred dollar one. Um, however, uh, that box looked really damaged, <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I didn't want to ask to see if they had any more in stock. And uh, Agent Mulder's trying to fuck with the blinds there. I should probably. <laughs> Give him a hand, maybe. Or no, he's walking away. I think he. I think he's. Maybe he doesn't need to look out the window, or not. There might be audio in the background of my blinds just being ripped apart any second now. <laughs> uh, he usually doesn't mess him up too bad though, and I think it's because you know he's missing the one paw or leg rather. And uh, yeah, I guess I guess I'll. Uh, pause for a second and give him a little uh, little help there and open the old window or at least the blinds that is well I opened the blinds and he didn't seem to give a shit but I left him open so hopefully <laughs> hopefully I'll go back over eventually and enjoy looking out the window as uh as yeah back to the vinyl so yeah I bought a record player at Target today 
And, uh, man, it was a cheap one. And the speakers on it are not great. But it's all right. It's, you know, I didn't see myself really listening to a whole lot of records anyway. I did manage to, uh, I picked up Opiate last night at uh, Barnes & Noble. And then uh, today, after going to Target, um, I, I I didn't see any. Maybe they do have some, but I didn't see any vinyl at the at the store there. But they did have record players. Got a Crosley, or no, it's not the Crosley. Shit, uh, the name on it eludes me. Um, it starts with an H. Um, Target. Anyway, it's it was uh, sixty nine dollars. So <laughs> it was it was cheap for a record player, and uh, you know sixty nine dollars. It really spoke to me. <laughs> um, maybe I should have gone with the. I really the the two hundred. There was the two hundred dollar one, which was really tempting to me. Um. It seemed like a, a a better deal, but uh, again, box looked messed up, and yeah, thankfully I didn't didn't spend two hundred dollars on a record player. Uh oh, here's the one I went with. Yeah, I went with the Heyday suitcase turntable. Um, and then then uh, today I went into the local music store, River City Music, where I've taken my uh, guitar now to get worked on it a few times. Uh, well, I took my Epiphone there, and then I took my uh, Gibson to get a, a setup done on it. And uh, I really enjoyed what, uh, for the most part, what the uh, setup done, uh, uh, did for it. Um, I think there's some issues with the pickups, though, on that one. I think it's probably more to do with how I'm running my signal chain on there. I get some weird kind of fucking echoey shit. Um, which wouldn't have anything to do with the setup. But uh, anyway, yeah, I, I uh, do like going there. Although the hardest part about the local music shop there, River City, is their hours aren't very late. And so uh, it's hard for me to find time to get over there. I don't think they're open at all on Sundays. Maybe they are. If they are, it's really early, like only like a couple hours. Uh, but I went there uh, knowing they had vinyl, and uh, I picked up another Tool album, uh, Lateralis, and of course they had Undertow at Barnes & Noble and at uh, River City, but I I passed on it at, well, I definitely passed it on Barnes & Noble because, well, I didn't have a fucking record player, and uh, I I loved the album Undertow of course. Um, but, uh, I did not pick it up at, uh, river city either. Cause I mean, it was the, both, both the lateralis and, uh, undertow were, were brand new as well as fear inoculum were at both places as well. Whereas, uh, Barnes and Noble had f- the normal, I guess, vinyl of, uh, fear inoculum. That was for $67, I believe, and then that's fairly cheap for that edition. And then at River City, they actually had the deluxe version of the LP for like $180. Man, I didn't have, I'm not spending $180 on a fucking record. Not as of yet. <laughs> In a year or so, maybe I will uh, think differently. Or if I hit the lottery or something, then I won't give a shit. Um <laughs> But uh, I I I could only have really afford. I probably shouldn't bought any of the records. I mean, really need to you know pay down some debt and such. But I was like, you know what, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get Lateralis because just I mean it's just a cool sleeve and everything on that album. And I knew because uh, Shelley used to have the record. Uh, Lateralis, and I remembered him having it and just thinking how cool the packaging was and shit on it. I mean, just the outside cover. It's fucking great with all the eyes and everything on it. And then the records themselves have uh, worked from uh, Alex Gray there of the human body. And so I I opted for Lateralis. And then I found a used uh, LP of... uh, Yeah, I guess it is an LP of uh, The Ventures 
And I guess it's like a best of sort of thing with Avengers. It's got Wipeout, Tequila, and uh, a few of their other uh, bigger ones there. And so I got that. It was like four bucks. I was like, I can't, be- I can't be- beat that. It was like 40 for uh, Lateralis, which is, you know, a bit more than I really wanted to spend. But I was like, damn it. Adventures. I can't I can't pass up that. I wanted some surf rock. Had I seen some Dick Dale, I would have gotten that, which I kind of I could have looked around. I feel like maybe they would have had some Dick Dale and I just kind of missed it. But I, I would love to get me some Dick Dale on vinyl. Some uh Misra Lou and shit. Like the most famous to me, I believe it's probably the most famous surf rock song. And he's like the number one surf guitarist in history, which he only passed away just uh, couple years ago with that 2019 2020 something like that i don't remember when he passed but it it was fairly recent times and of course he uh played the guitar backwards he was a lefty and uh, learned to play the uh the guitar of course he played it left-handed but he never restrung it as he it was strung for a right-handed person which i believe hendrix did as well however uh hendrix eventually just restrung the damn guitar to like a normal st- how it would be for a normal left-handed person. It was just on a right-handed guitar. So the pickups were a little different as they uh, were positioned differently than they would have been uh, for a, a right-handed individual. But yeah, I mean, it's cool to have records. I really, I just like having like the sleeves and everything and having those, the art on the sleeves. It's just something cool about having the big fucking disc. <laughs> but uh, Agent Mulder seemed to enjoy it when I was playing the Ventures earlier. He was really digging the music when I shut it off. He was a bit unhappy. <laughs> uh, it's weird the uh, things this cat and I seem to have in common. Um, <sighs> which is which is good that he enjoys these things because I've been around other cats. And, like, when I lived at Jackman's, uh, the cat Doom Kitty hated sound. Like, any, like, big sound would freak him the fuck out. So, you know, playing guitar around him. If he lived here playing guitar and stuff, he would just go hide. (laughs) Would be a shame. And he pisses all over a lot of stuff. So I'd have to watch out that he, you know, might piss on my vinyl or something. That wouldn't be good. Cat piss is horrible. It just smells so bad. (sighs) And uh, it just makes me think of the South Park episode when they start cheesing and making the cats piss in their face <laughs> to hallucinate like the old cartoon heavy metal. That would be a good album to get on vinyl. If I got the, uh, oh man, the heavy metal soundtrack. Shit, that would be dope. There's just so many good records out there. This seems like it's going to be an expensive habit. <laughs> Oh, I need to make a trip to out to Vintage uh, Vinyl there on uh, Delmar in the Loop, the New City. I haven't been there in a few years. I'd love me some Vintage Vinyl. Um, I bet I could find some great deals there. Great, great deals. Uh, and I did last night, of course, uh, Mom and I went to uh, Red Robin, which uh, had the Royal Red Robin Burger with uh, with pink as I'm popping my peas, <laughs> my apologies. Uh, with, with I got it with pink. I didn't go no pink. I'm going pink. Um, I'm not a monster. <laughs> I have taste buds. Uh, but the one of the funny things that I did notice about Red Robin, which I do love me some Red Robin and uh, the freckle lemonade and such. Um, but I went to the bathroom. <laughs> In the bathroom, they were playing music. And then they had like little uh, almost commercials for themselves. It wasn't really a commercial. They did the Red Robin, yum, like they have in their commercials, like played in the bathroom. Which I was like, really? Is that really what you want to do in the bathroom and have that? I guess are you celebrating the fact that people are shitting out your food? And just Red Robin, yum. I like it. It tastes so good even on the way out. (laughs) Which I guess, I mean, you're not shitting out Red Robin at Red Robin unless you've been at Red Robin for like eight hours or uh, maybe you just go to Red Robin every day which case you're shitting out Red Robin in Red Robin already I think I've thought about this a little too much 
Um, <laughs> but yum. Either way, whatever the shit is, you don't want to hear yum. Or maybe that's just to entice you to eat more after you've emptied yourself out. I'm not sure the logic here. I've probably thought about this way more than Rob Robin has. Although, you know, they have a corporate structure. Maybe they have me- like a boardroom meeting about this and like, what should we play in the bathrooms? How, t- you know, that wouldn't be that far off because I know like, you know, grocery stores do a lot of research on how to properly stock shelves, where to put things, like correct height, correct placement in the store to where it sells people. Uh, so you have children, you want the candy at just the right height so the little children will see that and fucking beg their parents, beg their mommy to get them that candy or just, you know, and the mother will just, just shut up, kid, here, fucking take the goddamn thing, leave me alone, you know? As they're uh, in line for like an hour. (laughs) There's lots of research in that. I guess it wouldn't be that big of a stretch for there to be a board meeting on what to play in Red Robin's bathroom while people are deucing, shitting away. Just a thought. (laughs) I don't know if they do or they do not. But perhaps. (laughs) And, uh... Yeah, I also did go to a guitar center. Mainly because uh, I wanted to get a guitar stand for the old Gibson Les Paul here. As uh, the old one I have it sitting on most of the time. Uh, all the part on the top, like dry rot. It's like a 20-year-old stand. It was a cheap stand when I got it. The piece, like, dry rotted off to, like, the cushion kind of thing. And since it's a nitrocellulose finish on there, it damages a lot easier than a polyurethane, which all my other guitars have polyurethane finish. Those you can fucking beat up against the wall and, and, you know, you might put a dent in it, but (laughs) those finishes are a lot stronger. Um, However, you know, the sound doesn't resonate as well off of the polyurethane and not to mention, it just doesn't feel as nice playing it. Um, I'm uh, now that I've got nitrocellulose finish on a guitar. I'm like, fuck, man, can I ever go back to buying these cheap guitars? It's like every guitar I want. It's like, oh, what? I just got to get another Gibson or something that would have that nitrocellulose finish, like a custom shop Fender or something. <laughs> um, and also they age really cool. And once that finish starts wearing away, like on the neck and everything, they're so smooth and just worn. It's like a nice worn-in glove. Anyway, so I go to there to get the guitar stand, and I really I, I wanted to go there just to try out a few guitars. But since I had my mother with me, I just like I just couldn't play guitars while she was just sitting there waiting. <laughs> I find I'm just I'm weird about playing guitars anyway in like a guitar shop and stuff because I'm not that great of a player and uh, it's it's just kind of a weird thing at a store anyway it, it's it's okay I guess in front of a few people but like going to a guitar store and you know plenty of actually good musicians go in there like legit like musicians that are in bands and uh, can actually play stuff go to guitar stores um like it, just playing it a couple of, in front of a couple of friends or something, yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't bother me so much. But yeah, there's something like, like I feel like I gotta represent if I go to a guitar store, especially if you're gonna plug it into an amp and really fucking crank out some shit. Like I feel like you should be good. It's not like karaoke night where you expect everyone to be bad, but I guess in a guitar store, most of the people are probably not that great that are sitting there playing. Like the people that are really good probably don't need to test out stuff that much. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you really want to test out a guitar before you buy it, but uh, I know I've heard of some really good musicians in music stores, and that's, I guess, what makes me kind of weird about it. But then also have my mom sitting there just like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to spend a bunch of time like just fucking playing around in guitars where she's just bored as all hell sitting there. Um, <laughs> but I was in the neighborhood. I was like, I can't. I got to fucking go over to Guitar Center, and I wanted, I love 
the big hollow body electric guitars. Always been a fan. My Epiphone Les Pauls like the uh, semi hollow as well, but it's it's still it's like a Les Paul. I wanted to get I wanted to try like an ES three thirty five or like a Casino something along those lines, just to you know try it out. And then like an SG. I've never actually played an SG. I've always loved SGs and like Black Sabbath and such. And uh, but I didn't really try any of them. I I kind of looked at them and then I I did touch the one Epiphone. I guess it was the ES three thirty five, which they just fun fact they just started actually making the ES three thirty five before the closest they had in the Epiphone line was the uh, Epiphone Dot, which wasn't exactly an ES three thirty five, but pretty damn close. Um, but. Uh, no nitrocellulose finish on those either, of course. Uh, anyway, thankfully it, it was it's kind of good that I had my mom up there with me and stuff and felt like uh, I didn't want to play this stuff because at the end of the day I didn't make a dumb decision and buy a guitar. <laughs> Going there by myself, there's a good chance, there's a possibility I could have whipped out the credit card and made a real bad decision. Real bad decision. That didn't happen, though. I only made a somewhat bad decision. By buying the record and then, uh, of course, today turning around and buying a record player. But I didn't pay anywhere near what I would have uh, buying a guitar that I wanted. Um, so somewhat of a crisis averted. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as uh, <clears throat> as that was... That was nice. I wish the guitar center was closer by so I could try that stuff. The local guitar store, River City, is nice. They've got some good stuff, but I don't think they carry Gibsons at all. Uh, they do have Epiphone. And I, when I was in there today, they did have... One of them might have been the ES-335. Looked like possibility. So, I mean, if I wanted to try something like that, I could go there and test it out. And it's a smaller music store, too. Probably wouldn't feel as as uh, freaked out about playing in a music store. But then again, there was somebody in there today playing piano, and they sounded pretty damn good. So, you know, that's an intimidating thing, I think, for a, a music store, for somebody that's just kind of a, a hobbyist, as it were, like myself, where I just kind of do it for fun. Maybe not the most amazing. Um, I, can play, I can play quite a few tool riffs now. And sound pretty damn good at the tool riffs. But other than that, like if I'm going to play an ES-335, honestly, I've got... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I, I'd go out uh, playing because there's just not a whole lot that I've been working on lately that seems like it should be played on an ES-335. I could play maybe the Bond theme song or something, go some surf rock. But that, again, doesn't strike me as a surf rock guitar. That's more of like a Fender, Fender thing like a Jaguar or something of that nature. A Strat, maybe. I've got the, I've got Strats. They sound good on it. <laughs> Just pop on the old spring reverb and you're good to go. Uh, how, and uh, I'm trying to find a good segue here, but <laughs> nothing comes to mind. I was going to mention a little bit, uh, as I'm sure everyone now, has at least seen parts or at least read about uh, Ye or Kanye, form the artist formerly known as Kanye West. <laughs> Ye uh, uh, has had. Hmm, how do should I put this? Uh, has come out of the closet as a Nazi. <laughs> He's been just. Uh, Sprinkling out some hints there as he's uh, let it be known for quite a few years that he's extremely conservative and, you know, kind of tossed around some anti-Semitism there, some some sprinkled it out there like most, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of a conservative thing to have some, at least some hatred in there uh, to, to just, uh, but, you know, don't overtly say that you're a Nazi. Whereas now he's uh, come out, of course, on Alex Jones to overtly say, state that he is a Nazi. As, uh, well, he didn't say, I am a Nazi, but he did say he loves Hitler and Nazis. So, yeah. 
I don't. I'm always mystified by, uh, especially as someone of color, to come out and say that they themselves are, say, like Nazis or, or you know, dig like the Klan or something. I'm always confused, at least, at the very least, least, I guess. Whereas uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why Kanye would be like pro Adolf Hitler or really anybody at uh, this day and age um unless you're just a complete fucking prick um <clears throat> as uh and, and this is coming from myself someone who has uh been known to been not in a long time I guess <laughs> uh but to, to make bad jokes about you know World War 2 and such um whereas uh we <laughs> Like, say, in the early days of the podcast, there was the whole uh, Alien and Frank conspiracy, which, you know, I I was just saying there was a lot of similarities between the story of uh, Alf and Anne Frank. And it was just a theory. I didn't really research it, that perhaps the creators of Alf were trying to tell turn the story of Anne Frank I didn't say it was fake the story of Anne Frank just saying that you know perhaps they wanted to somehow turn that into a sitcom like they were because fa- I mean he's hiding I believe Alf is hiding in the attic or is it the garage either way you know they're hiding away an individual from, to keep the government from taking them away it's just kind of a thing. The dots that I connected. I didn't get out of board and, you know, get out the red yarn or anything. Um, but uh, we used to joke about the Alien and Frank conspiracy. It was a joke. There was, uh, we weren't we weren't pro-Nazi or anything by that, uh, of that nature. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway... Yeah, Nazis are bad. I don't know that, uh, obviously, that's not a known thing nowadays. It's just not, you got to re- remind people, like, oh, yeah, Nazis were bad. Like, the the Holocaust was real. Says, uh, I've been to uh, Dachau, although uh, not everything in there is original anymore. The, once the uh, Allies had liberated the camp there in Dachau, which I believe it was mainly Americans that liberated Dachau. Don't quote me on that, but... <clears throat> And uh, there's, uh, I was thinking there was a Netflix thing uh, fairly recently that kind of, there was a a show, there was an animated show that talked about World War II and that I believe they go into the liberation of Dachau in there. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, if you ever get the chance to go to Germany or Poland and see uh, the remnants of a concentration camp. I highly suggest it is just to get it, your brain to wrap around the scope of it. I don't think you can get the feel, you know, just reading about like the size of these places and Dachau by, you know, I don't believe was anywhere near the size of Auschwitz, which of course is like, I believe Auschwitz, I believe Auschwitz was the largest of the death camps. And it was a straight up, well, there was labor there as well. Um, like Treblinka, I guess, was a, just nothing but death camp. Um, Treblinka, though, I don't think there was anything left of. They destroyed that shit to, uh, of course, hide all the evidence there of the atrocities. Um, but I, th- I think it's just... Uh, I don't know. I think it's like a must thing. Like if you're going to go there, you got to have to like have that experience. Just, you know, don't be happy about it. Don't take selfies. Don't be, uh, or, <clears throat> but I even have those places exist. There's still people out there that will go there. Like this is bullshit. This is, this is fake. Um, unfortunately. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, I always know or knew or, was told of course that history repeats itself and uh i just thought you know maybe i don't know i thought maybe i wasn't gonna be alive when uh like the anti-semitism would come back this hardcore uh 
course, they haven't fired up the the ovens again yet or anything like that. Um, but I don't know. It's just, I guess World War II has been that long. It's just people don't have, the younger people, that is, don't have any kind of clue about how awful that is or was, what have you. And uh, the farther removed we are, the easier I think it is for uh, people to start selling that shit again. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> the the craziest part about him being on Alex Jones, well, I know there was plenty of crazy parts. I just, like, the mask he's wearing, he's got his eyes covered. And I'm just thinking, like, like what's with the, the mask, man? <laughs> just like the mask is so ridiculous. The interview is something like three hours and some change. I'm not sure exactly how long. I've seen a good chunk of it. I haven't seen the whole thing. Probably about 40 minutes or so of it I've seen. Um, And, uh, you know, I had the thought, too. Yesterday, yesterday I was thinking about it. I was like, ah, the best way for me to do it is to, like, get a subscription to InfoWars to watch it. But I'm like, I can't give Alex Jones money. And I'm thinking, well, you know what? Am I really paying Alex Jones at this point, or am I giving donating money to the Sandy Hook families? Because, you know, there is the lawsuits against him as he promoted that Sandy Hook was fake. And, uh, yeah, he's lost those lawsuits. So, of course, these people's children, of course, were really murdered, and uh, th- which makes him a horrible, horrible individual in my book, to get, you know, turn people against parents that had their children murdered to, you know, I, it, like, that's beyond insult to injury at that point. I mean, that, like, these people have had death threats towards them and stuff from a few huge, like, InfoWar uh, fans, or maybe you'd call them InfoWarriors, or I don't, I don't know. They probably have some kind of fucking name. Um Anyway, oh, Charter just sent me a text. Hey, service has been restored. Oh, well, you're a little late on that. <laughs> um, But, yeah, holy shit, that interview is pretty bonkers. As, uh, I think one of the funnier parts is uh, him bringing props to the interview. Like he's fucking Carrot Top or some shit. He, uh, he brought a net... A literal net and a Yahoo because he, of course, was preaching all kinds of anti-Semitism about the fucking Jews. And, you know, I think he's, I don't remember if he said the fucking Jews. He called, I, he might have just said the Jews, to be fair. But, it, I mean, he was basically, might as well have said that. Of course, again, I didn't watch all three hours. But he's... <laughs> Spreading all this hate towards the Jew Jewish people as because uh, it does sound like he's uh, had some bad issues. Maybe one of or two or we're actually Jewish people. Again, this doesn't mean that there's a whole conspiracy of a whole race. Um, I would hope you know nowadays that most people would understand that, but apparently, still not a thing. Apparently, people can't grasp that one person's or you know twenty people's actions don't you know, shouldn't go towards, like, the whole race of people. Like, tw- 10, 20 people's actions shouldn't mean that all, you know, millions of people like them, as far as race are concerned, or ethnicity, you know, that sh- should share that blame. Um, it does sound like, you know, he's been used, like, pretty much his whole career and stuff as a... Uh, He's a bit of a puppet, as it you know. It does seem like he has some sort of mental mental illness, being bipolar, I guess, or whatever it is he's dealing with. Um, but it does definitely seem that he believes in uh, anti-Semitism and, and hate. As uh, also in the same breath, he'll uh, you know talk about God and like all this and love, which I don't understand. He's he's just uh, a little confusing. Anyway, he brought out the net and a Yahoo as uh, the uh, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu 
that and Yahoo. <laughs> and of course he was imitating him and he had his net in Yahoo, which is uh it was really entertaining though to see like Alex Jones be freaked out about how a cr- crazy Yay was in comparison to uh to himself there as uh Alex Jones known to be well crazy. He's he's a crazy motherfucker. He takes his shirt off all the time, talks about lizard people and shit. And then when he looks like the sane person in the room, you know, just saying, this is probably not a lot of hope for you. Not a lot of hope. Um, <laughs> as, uh, I mean, it, I was never a big Kanye fan, so for me it's just, it, it's, it's just entertainment. And, uh, you know, it sucks that, you know, he's probably helping spread hate more. That's just normalizing it and such. Um, but uh, that's just kind of how that stuff works. Now that I feel like we're going to have more right-wingers come out as full anti-Semites now. Now, if depending on what the overall reaction in time is going to be on the Kanye thing, because initially they're having a lot of people that are like, oh, no, I am not down for that. No, I never said I love Hitler. I just want to, we loved Kanye up until about five minutes ago. (laughs) Those people, you know, I think over time when it gets there, when they see more people are cool with Kanye, loving Nazis and all, they're going to feel more safe, I guess. And uh, just throwing that shit out there. Because, you know, it's all about the dog whistles. Just like, say you hate Jews without saying you hate Jews. Is the, uh, or, you know, whatever nationality. I mean, they definitely say that the, a lot of them just straight out say it with the Muslims and such. They don't, uh, I don't, not a lot of them, I guess, are saying they, you know, want to commit a Holocaust against them, but <clears throat> it's like, uh, I don't know, it's, Sad times, I guess, as we see you know the history repeating itself yet again. But at the same time, it is kind of funny to see Kanye freak out. I remember like the funniest thing I ever saw on live television is <laughs> when uh, oh, I'm gonna have to you know what I'm gonna have to pull the clip up. I'm gonna have to find it real quick on on the YouTube. But of course, uh. See whenever. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find a clip here. That might be best before uh, I set it up. Um, do do do. This, of course, was during the uh, Katrina um, disaster, the hurricane, and uh, <laughs> I gotta watch this clip. <laughs> Uh, I think I played it on the show at least once before, but it's been a few years, I think. Um, but they were doing a, a benefit for the victims of the hurricane there, uh, Katrina and and Nolens. Uh, and Kanye West was out there with Mike Myers doing their little thing, supposed to be reading off the teleprompter, and Kanye goes a little off script. I'm sure you know. This is from 2006, I guess. Or no. No, this is before then. 2005. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that checks out. I think so. Let's see here if this... Uh, oh, boy. Internet's working-ish. Let's let's pull this up. This is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen on live television. <laughs> uh, Kanye was a problem, you know, 20-plus years ago. This is... Uh, Oh god damn it. I want to see the just the clip of George Bush. Oh here we go. Let's uh there's a Democracy Now speaking about it here. I want to just hear the clip. This is like the greatest ever. I don't care about what their response to it. Damn it. <laughs> Here we go. Breach of three levees protecting New Orleans. The landscape of the city has changed dramatically, tragically, and perhaps irreversibly. There's now over 25 feet of water where there was once city streets and thriving neighborhoods. I hate the way 
They betray us in the media. If you see a black family, it says they're looting. See a white family, it says they're looking for food. And you know it's been five days because most of the people are black. And even for me to complain about, I would be a hypocrite because I've tried to turn away from the teacher TV because it's too hard to watch. I've even been shopping before even giving a donation. So now I'm calling my business manager right now to see what's, what is the biggest amount I can give. And, and just to imagine if I was... If I was down there, and those are, those are my people down there, so anybody out there that wants to do anything that we can help with, with the setup, the way America is set up to help the, uh, uh, the poor, the, the black people, the, uh, the less well-off as slow as possible. I mean, this is, Red Cross is doing everything they can. We, we already realize a lot of the people that could help are at war right now, fighting another way, and they, they, they've given them permission to go down and shoot us. And subtle, but in even many ways more profoundly devastating, is the lasting damage to the survivors' will to rebuild and remain in the area. The destruction of the spirit of the people of southern Louisiana and Mississippi may end up being the most tragic loss of all. George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was... <laughs> like, it starts out like Ernest. Obviously, none of what he said was on the teleprompter in front of him. Like, the funny part to me is, like, seeing Mike Myers' reaction. To it, which in audio you don't get to enjoy that part. Um, and uh, like you see, like Mike Myers still going off like teleprompter, even when like he he cuts in. Uh, and <laughs> just the, the reaction there is so fucking good, and uh, it doesn't show after that. But they cut to Chris Tucker. You can tell like they were supposed to stay on Kanye and Mike Myers. I'm pretty certain. But uh, they cut away to Chris Tucker, who it appears that he wasn't ready to be on camera at all. And then he's just like, uh, fuck. (laughs) Like, uh, did he just say George Walsh doesn't care about black people? Fuck me. Now I got to follow this shit. (laughs) Uh, but like the soon as Kanye, which I mean, you know, he's saying some, you know, it's seems almost like he's, he's ready to make like a poignant thing and talk about, you know, how black people are treated in the media and stuff. And, you know, I'm, which is shitty, you know, um, and, uh, really (laughs) there's people posing here. Kanye doesn't care about Jewish people. Apparently, this is, I mean, obviously he felt strong. I mean, he's, he, he's a black man. He grew up, you know, uh, when, at least when he was young, you know, he had no, I, well, you know, I don't know what his family history really is, honestly, but I don't believe his family had a whole lot of money and shit when he was a kid. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, the media does portray, uh, black people and especially, you know, 20 plus years ago and it's still true to a good extent um depending on what news outlet you watch now uh but definitely local news in like the St. Louis area and around here and shit I mean it's always this black person killed somebody or stole some you know was high on crack sold a baby something just not the best things to uh that you want you know out there uh <laughs> Portraying things and none of like the good shit. Um, so you know, it seems like you know early on he's trying to make a point about that. Again, this definitely didn't seem like anything he prepared beforehand. That he was just speaking off the cuff, and uh, uh, it goes a little incoherent at times, and then talks about them being shot. Uh. Which at that point, that's when it gets really exciting watching Michael Myers, or Mike Myers, not Mike Michael, not the not the killer from Halloween. He wasn't. <laughs> they didn't have uh, Michael Myers hanging out with Kanye there. Um, of course, it was Mike Myers, and uh, when he said they're shooting us, and the look on on Mike Myers is like, ooh, fuck, and he that just. Just like, oh, fuck me. This this is good. And then when he says George Bush doesn't care about black people, that's when just like the, the 
deer in the headlight moments for Mike Myers as he's just like, holy shit, he just called out the president of the United States for being a racist. As uh, I'm sure he's thinking like, fuck, man. Like, why why do you have to do this with me here? Could they could not get a different presenter? Like, I, Chris Tucker couldn't come out here with Kanye? Because <laughs> it's not like Mike Myers being a very white guy from... He's from Can I don't know Toronto, where exactly in Canada he's from, and you know the, his family originally from Scotland, I think, and uh, he couldn't exactly <laughs> give a different perspective on you know strife, the strife that uh, black people have to endure or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> sorry, there's just a bunch of uncomfortableness there from Mike Myers, and I, also I don't think Mike Myers is probably accustomed to going off of script, you know. He uh the movie star that uh, I don't think does a, a whole lot of ad-libbing, although I I'm not sure is uh he might have done some ad-libbing before like SNL. You know, SNL they they write out the scripts and then they have uh cue cards and stuff. He he probably came from sketch groups and stuff. I don't know that he did like a whole lot of improv, but he definitely didn't seem like he was ready for that at that moment. <laughs> just like, dude, just read the fucking teleprompter. You can tell he's just like, hey, dude, come on, read the teleprompter. We're trying to help out some families here, get some money. This is uh, this isn't working out. <laughs> uh, I guess it was around that time that he uh, went on stage whenever Taylor Swift was uh, winning like album of the year, where the fuck it was. I don't know. I wouldn't remember at all that she won had Kanye not rushed the stage to take the fucking mic at that uh, <laughs> announced that Beyonce should have won it. Um, uh, but holy hell. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Mike Myers reaction. It's fantastic. If you want a, a little bit of a laugh, just watch. Mike Myers' reaction. It's not so much what Kanye is really saying that I find funny. It's just the reaction of, of Mike Myers that's hilarious. And if you uh, find the clip, I mean, you see when they cut to Chris Tucker, it's so fucking good. When they cut to him and he's just so like, oh, fuck. <sighs> like, oh, man. I can't imagine, like, uh, just being on radio and stuff for live things how I know how it feels to be nervous and these were big stars at the time Chris Tucker and Mike Myers they were fucking huge in 2005 still at that point and you know you'd think they'd be maybe less nervous but I mean live television is a, a big thing and there was millions of people watching that benefit so you know that you're being watched and uh <laughs> uh that stuff is so great. So great. Um, now just imagine Kanye in a mask doing it. As uh, I can't get that mask out of my out of my brain. Crazy, crazy mask. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I'm I know we're just gonna keep hearing more things about Kanye too. I'm sure that you know uh more than just like losing sponsorship from like adidas is apparently that's how you really pronounce it not adidas adidas because it's it's a german company which is funny that they would cancel <laughs> kanye west because i believe they might have been around for a, a thing called a, i don't know the holocaust <laughs> i don't know i don't know if there's that old. let's see when was adidas adidas founded let's see here Oh no, they weren't around for the Holocaust. They were, they came in after the fact. Okay, 1948 or 1949. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so that was post Nazi Germany. But there was a lot of fucking you know companies that are still big name companies now that of course were unfortunately around for the whole uh, World War Two. Uh, age and a lot of those companies did of course use slave labor from the concentration camps and such um, now I can't say what exactly 
you know, companies did and did not. But, you know, Volkswagen was around. I believe, was it BMW around? I'm not sure. But uh, Volkswagen actually started um, around uh, in Nazi Germany, I guess. Because Hitler was in, somewhat involved with with that. He was a huge fan of Henry Ford, who was also an anti-Semite. You know, I feel like tonight's just not like less on the funny here. Not you know, the, in the tagline in tonight, you know, on our show is always you know sometimes funny, which <laughs> I don't. Maybe some of this shit's funny, but maybe not so much. A little on the dark, a little less on the vulgar vulgarity these days. Even though I did talk about shitting for a little bit about Red Robin and Yum. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. Is uh makes me gives gives me flashbacks of being in uh, Bavaria there in uh, Munich, and then every time I would see an older German, I was like, oh, that that guy could be a fucking monster. That guy looks like he could have been around for WWE too. Is uh, although maybe he was only in his sixties, which would have put him not in that time period. It had to be really old to be a Nazi, like a legit. Nazi that was around for the death camps, sort of Nazi. The evil amongst evil. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I uh, did, uh, well, the, again, not a, <laughs> I don't know how to segue back out of this on somewhat of a brighter note. Um, I did get around to watching. Uh, the new Willow, which I knew was coming out. I didn't know when it was coming out, but it dropped this week. They dropped the first two episodes of the Willow series on Disney Plus that um, they've been, I guess, in the work center for a while now. And uh, they started production on it around right when, I guess, COVID first hit. And there was all these uh, protocols on uh, filming and such back then. And the show's not bad starting out. It's kind of slow starting out because the first two episodes really seem like they're about establishing the new characters, which it it's primarily following these younger characters that are basically relatives of the people from the original Willow movie, which I love the original Willow. Uh, Warwick Davis and Val Kilmer, Joanne Wally. Kevin Pollock's in there, who I, I've shaken the man's hand. Seems like a great dude. Um, I believe Kevin Pollock is coming back. Joanne Wally and Warwick Davis, of course, are in it. And I haven't seen Joanne Wally in anything since uh, she did a, a spy comedy movie with uh, Bill Murray like 20-plus years ago. I'm sure she's done other things since then. Um, but... Uh, they talk about Bad Mardigan, which is uh, Val Kilmer's character in it, and uh, love me some Val Kilmer. Even though it's just listening to stories about him, it did seem like back in the day he was a bit on the cray-cray side, a little cray, a little crazy, and uh, <laughs> a little full of himself back in the day. As like the, I lo- don't know the name of the documentary offhand, but we've talked about it years ago. There was a documentary about the making of the island of Dr. Moreau. They talk about how crazy Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer were to work with at that time. And it's just, it's just awesome. Awesome sauce. Um, that being said though, I mean, I loved a lot of Val Kilmer movies. I mean, top secret there, there's a great like, uh, parody movie and holy shit. Love them in that. And, uh, uh, unfortunately though, he was supposed to be in this Willow series. And again, they started production on this when COVID really hit. And, uh, if you're unaware, Val Kilmer has gone through some really bad health, uh, problems over the last few years. And, uh, I, I don't think he can talk at all. Um, as uh yeah the top search for Val Kilmer is his health um he was diagnosed with throat cancer 
um, he had to have a tracheotomy, tracheotomy to help him breathe. Uh, and you know, that's commonly the thing that people get where they put the fucking talk box up to their throat and shit. That's like no fucking joke. Um, that being said, I've only come across one person that had the fucking talk box, which freaked me out when I worked at Elijah McLean's as a busser. Well, I did multiple things there, but one of the things I did was bus tables and I was bussing tables and I had seen that shit in movies where people are talking with that box and then it just totally threw me off and I was like, whoa, it kind of freaked me out. I just, I, 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 would you pass us all? You know, um, <laughs> which, uh, no joke, but you know, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, the South Park character that, uh, that does it. It's kind of funny. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, the Val Kilmer's had some serious health issues in bad shape, man. Apparently, I haven't seen it, but the Top Gun 2, the Top Gun sequel, he's actually in that. And, uh, but they found ways around him not talking and such. I'm not sure exactly how they worked that, but they worked him into the film as he was, of course, uh, the Iceman in the original and I guess the the sequel, the Maverick. Um, and, uh, they were going to try, they were going to put him in the series because the, uh, show's creator there said, you know, there's no Willow without Bad Mardigan. And in these first two episodes, they talked about Bad Mardigan a lot. And of course, originally he was supposed to be in there. Um, but because of like COVID and then everything and his health problems, that it just did not, I guess, seem like uh, a worthwhile risk. As uh, I'm thinking they're probably going to have more than one season, so I imagine they'll, they will have Val Kilmer in there some, in some way, shape, or form. As uh, I could see them... I, th- You know, I think I maybe did hear about like his son voicing some shit for him. Perhaps maybe it was in Top Gun. Um see if I can find this Let's see Val Kilmer son voice this is a yeah yeah it was in the documentary they made about Val Kilmer he voiced his uh his dad which maybe they could uh work out a way for him to do that in and Willow, I'm not sure. But, I mean, it's clearly looks like, you know, they're doing the uh, CG and such, which they could do on Val Kilmer um, to make him look younger and stuff, uh, which they, they're doing a lot of that, it looks like, in the new Indiana Jones, which I, I'm going to go see in the theater. comes out like June. I just saw, saw the trailer for it. Definitely going to go see that as I was grew up. Just a huge fan of Indiana Jones. I wanted to fucking be Indiana Jones when I grew up. That was before I realized that uh, <laughs> chasing boulders and fighting Nazis isn't part of the job description of any archaeologist in, in real life. Unfortunately, that's not what they do. They just kind of dig for shit with brushes and stuff because I was like man I want to be an archaeologist because that's what Indiana Jones was in reality I wanted to be Indiana Jones I wanted to run from boulders and fight fight Nazis I didn't want to dig for shit in a desert with a fucking spoon and a brush <laughs> um, and uh, <clears throat> I mean it's Harrison Ford love me some fucking Harrison Ford so yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that shit when it drops um, and I'm looking forward to see more of the willow I would like to Although I'm wondering if maybe Val Kilmer will make an appearance there at just the end of this this season. They're gonna, I'm sure they're gonna have some way to have him in there. I mean, he was the whole selling point to that movie when it originally dropped. He was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood when Willow came out, and uh, he was all over, you know, the movie posters and stuff. And uh, before that, I don't think anybody really knew who Warwick Davis was. And Joanne Wally was not a huge star. So, I mean, Val Kilmer was the name that was selling it, other than, you know, Ron Howard was directing it and such, and uh, George Lucas was involved in producing it, uh, I believe. And <clears throat> But, uh, but yeah. I mean, there's... Some, and, shit, man. We're just a couple months away, I guess, from Mandalorian Season 3. 
Oh, and just seeing that little little bit of the Mando in like the Book of Boba Fett, which I think was like the best of the best of the Book of Boba Fett is when you had Din Djarin come back. It's like, oh, fuck, this is good now. And it's been quite a while since we've had season two of the Mando. And I've developed a real love for Din Djarin. I feel like uh, I'm going to, man, seeing it again, it's going to be almost nostalgia at this point because it's, I guess, been a couple of years since we've had Mandal- The Mandalorian. And it's going to be exciting to have another series with Mr. Din Djarin. That is good stuff. Some real good shit to look forward to in the next year. And uh, I guess with that... Um, that's about all I've got here. I guess maybe uh, I might listen to another record or so. And uh, so, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.